Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Oh, I love that opening. I love that opening, that music from our Sunspin's new album, my band coming out in about a month. A little got to throw that in there. Welcome back to Talkville, folks, the ultimate Smallville Rewatch podcast, where each week we go back and watch every freaking episode of the show that changed our lives, and we discuss it with all of you. And uh, if you didn't get a chance to call in and leave your questions for this episode, make sure you get some in for future episodes. Our hotline is 213-538-2883, 213-538-2883. We've had some great questions, some we can't answer, some we've already answered, but it's been groovy. We appreciate your support. First of all, uh, I'd like to welcome none other than Thomas Welling. Tom, how are you feeling today, buddy? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling, uh, I actually had a really good, I had a really good focused morning. I felt like I got a lot done. I'm feeling good about this. Good. Not every morning, not every morning's like that. You know, a little this, all that. This morning I woke up with like laser, like I knew what I had to do. It's, it's been a good day so far. I like that. Brian, you know, there's Taya's. Yeah. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> uh, the podcast has been going on here. Talkville for about, what I guess like nine episodes or something. Ten. And uh, your support helps us tremendously. It truly does. If you've joined Patreon, Patreon and you've become a patron, it helps the podcast immensely. Go to patreon.com slash talkville. Become a patron to Talkville. And, it, helps uh, us, it helps us survive because this won't. This this won't just go on and on on its own. We need the support. We need you. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> Mention our social, says Ryan. Well, I'll do that. Follow us on Talkville Podcast at on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and Talkville Pod on the Twitter. Uh, your support, write reviews, listen, watch on, on YouTube. You can listen anywhere, but it is very important that you do listen and, and subscribe and tell your friends and follow us on the handles and all that stuff. And we will have shirts eventually on Shopify that we'll be promoting, but we got to get that going. Bryce, come on, man. Let's get that shit going, dude. Uh, without further ado, let's get into season one, episode 12. I guess we've done 11. <laughs> this episode is called Leech. Creepy name. Nobody likes a leech. Nobody Come likes on. a leech. I knew this guy named Chris Leech in high school. Oh, who's the who's the hockey player? There's a hockey player. Uh, there was a Brian Leech who played That's for right. the New York Rangers, but his name was spelled L-E-T-C-H. Oh, so less creepy. Or L-E-E-T-C-H. That would have been Lech. The episode, the title was Leech. It aired February 12, 2002. The director was Gregory Beeman, who we love. Writers Al Goff, Miles Miller, Tim Schlatman. Don't remember the old Schlatz. Uh, guest star Sean Ashmore as Eric Summers. Now, didn't Sean come back as a different character? He came back. His well, brother wasn't, came who, back. I don't know. No, but who was uh, the 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 dude that that's is that the the Daily Planet? Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, yeah, who plays Jimmy Olsen? He does. I think it's his twin exactly. brother. Exactly. No, it's him. <laughs> no one can track it. Right? <laughs> it is him. Or is it? No, it's Aaron. <laughs> no, it's the same guy. <laughs> it is Sean. Yeah. When you when you when you search his name or like when you search the the character I'm Jimmy Olsen. 
I'm an idiot, but they're twins, so it's easy yeah. to. Oh, you know what? Screw you, every one of you. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Brook is back as Victoria Hardwick. Kevin McNulty as Mr. Summers. P. Lynn Johnson as Mrs. Summers. And William Samples as Sir Harry Hardwick. I want to get into it. I want to get into it because I have I have thoughts. I have feelings. Um, synopsis. Clark and classmate Eric Summer are both struck by lightning while Eric is holding a meteor rock. And Clark's powers are transferred to Eric. At the Yeah, that was at the dam, which anybody who's seen the show, that dam... Uh, I think we shot there at least once a year. We had some really cool stunts on that. Cool that setting, huh? Him. Yeah. Very cool. Very, uh, very scary. I think at one point, Kristen actually went over the side on, on ropes. Uh, I think it's a couple of seasons away, but she did a stunt where she hung over the side and it was like very scary. Yikes. Clark experiences normal humanity. The emotionally challenged Eric goes on a rampage. Lex Luthor tables, turns the tables on Harry Hodwick. And Lana Lang laments the impending sale of the Talon. Well, here we go. Um, I'm going to say right off the bat, uh, this one, it it was fun for me. I really, uh, I, I enjoyed this one. Seeing Clark be human and not knowing if his parents will still love him and he doesn't have this gift anymore but then excited for him because he feels like a real boy and just that kind of back and forth i was in <laughs> you like the pinocchio aspect of it i i do i was in there were some <laughs> things that were ridiculous but overall this was a really good episode that i completely forgot about yeah I, I completely forgot about it too and and you know the big the big lesson here is what happens if these abilities are in the hands of somebody who doesn't know how to you know have a moral compass and how to use them uh, i think that was the big the big theme of the show yeah smallville high students are on a geology field trip searching for a list of rocks including meteor rocks being chaperoned by mr summer's father of a shy student named eric eric wanders off as the group is leaving upset after being threatened by jock brent Clark finds him on the ledge of the Smallville Dam listening to music and dropping meteor rocks. What I thought right away, though, is the father, Mr. Summers, was an absolute dick. I mean, this guy was a <laughs> douchebag right from the start. I mean, it was just too much. It was like, what the? I mean, he was abusive, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, he had some issues and he took him out on his son. He certainly did. Lightning strikes near Eric, causing him to fall off from the ledge. Grab Clark grabs him before he falls. While holding him, he is hit by lightning. The electricity <laughs> he grabs his bag. <laughs> the electricity goes through Clark and into Eric, leaving behind a cloud of kryptonite green. Uh, was that a difficult thing to do? I don't remember doing it. You don't remember anything about no, that I'm day. I'm sorry. I know that sucks. I, I just, I have no, I was watching it like for the first time. I don't remember being there. I don't remember doing it. I recognize the dam, but I'm sorry. I wish I had a good story, but I don't. Well, what are you going to do? I thought the lightning was pretty good. <laughs> I thought the, uh, that was, yeah, that was cool. You did, there was the, the slow-mo getting hit by lightning and losing your powers bit. Yeah. It was very dramatic. Yep. Very, uh, cinematic. I wonder wow. if Ryan, it will be one of his three top choices at the end of the show. I'll give you a hint. It won't. Oh, shit. <laughs> Back at the Kent farm, Clark seems to have lost his strength. He can't help his father with a mundane task. Well, I don't think lifting a, a truck was mundane. <laughs> I like that. I like that he was frustrated that he like his his son couldn't lift the truck though. Yeah, he did. Come like on, he was like, come, like on, come on, Clark, what the hell's wrong with you? He obviously got stop, horse, stop horsing around. And it causes <laughs> Clark to fall and bleed for the first time. It was a little sad. Yeah, it was a moment where you're like, oh my gosh, you know. And I like uh, I don't know when it happens, but um, 
The series is over. The series is over. Clark uh, <laughs> Ken is done. It's now uh, revolves around this kid, Eric. But John Schneider's character, Jonathan, says something like, lightning never strikes twice. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's sort of the idea that chances are you're not going to get your abilities back. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a, 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 a very direct acknowledgement of... This is the way things of, are. Of, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, let's not sugarcoat this, Clark. This is a thing. Yeah. The same morning at the summer household, Eric has seemingly gained powers and no longer does he need his glasses and he's able to catch his father's hand before he strikes him. I thought that was pretty cool. And then he super speeds out of the room and you're just left with, whoa, man, what can they, what would you do with the powers? That's what you kept thinking. Like, what if you got the powers, what would you do? Yeah. What would you do, Ryan? Oh, God. What? <laughs> Go get the girl. The, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know. There, there are too many powers. There are too many good powers. You could do too many good things. Like, yeah, with the x-ray, you could have a, you, uh, Christmas would be a great day. You could just see through everything. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't know. But no, the part, besides what I would do that wouldn't do with the powers. But uh, no, because it's interesting, like the way the parents react to uh, the kids, whether when they when they either have powers or don't have powers. And it's sort of like a, a comment on parenting and like when, when Clark has the powers, like how his parents treat him versus how Eric's parents treat him. Yeah. When he has if powers. He, if he had Eric's parents, things would have been different. Yeah. Hence, if you had. He would have been locked up. Same thing if like the Luthers were your parents. You yeah. know, Lionel Luther. You'd be an experiment. You'd be, you know, who knows what would happen. All right. Clark meets up with Eric at school to see how he's feeling. And Eric tells him he feels great before he goes on to bench press 600 pounds like it's nothing. I love that he was bench pressing that. And he had these little skinny arms like I do. I know. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. boom. Boom. A, qu a quick, funny little story about that day is I remember Greg Beeman's son who, you know, I, I don't know how old he Max. Was. No, he not was Max. Maybe, that was Glenn's. That's Glenn's son. Uh, but I, he might have been 10, might have been eight. Henry, but there were all these Henry. weights there that looked real but were styrofoam. And uh, they were just kind of around. And I remember uh, I was I was playing with, with uh, Greg's son and there was this, you know, barbell with looked like, but I don't know, let's say 250 pounds on it, like big barbells, right? And I walked over and I was like, oh, I can't lift this. Can you help me? And he walks over and he got all like serious and he picks it up and his eyes went big and he put it over his head and he was just like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's just like a really. <laughs> he thought he had cute, superhero powers. Yeah, it was a really cute moment. I, I can't, I don't remember his name. Um, Harris. 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 Right. Yeah. In town, Whitney shares the difficulties he's been having with his father's recovery and his academics, athletics. Lana is shocked to see Aunt Nell is putting the flower shop up for sale. Uh, big crush on Aunt Nell, if I didn't already tell you, tell you that. Roger Nixon meets up with Lex Luthor at Luthor Mansion to share his findings on the car crash on the bridge and uh, that he indeed hit Clark that day. That was cool to see Roger Nixon back because, you know, obviously he had been under Lex's thumb. From previous episodes and here he is what episode now. was he in before that he was the one who tried to blackmail you about what happened at club zero yeah but doesn't it happen later no that was like the first couple episodes oh really i didn't yeah. remember it already my memory's gone <laughs> lex, that's why ryan's here lex goes to confront clark at the kent farm who is taking longer than normal to do farm chores clark is annoyed by lex's line of questioning about him hiding something and storms off i really like this scene between us like the, the well, dramatic I, yeah, irony yeah because he's like go ahead clark, go ahead lex hit me hit me with the hammer or whatever it was hit me yeah i'm not gonna hit you clark yeah but you're right dramatic irony it's like this whole time he's like he does have powers yeah. but at this moment when at he confronts moment, him he yeah, doesn't i know 
It's good. Yeah, I really, that like, was you guys, really you dramatic. Guys ate it up. It was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that scene. And uh, you know, Lex feels bad, and he really likes Clark as a friend. And you know, and and what if Clark did tell him again? What would what would happen? I think at this stage, I don't think Lex is a bad guy. I think Lex. Would, You're right. He'd probably help yes. him out, keep him away from his father. That's what I think. In there's town, an al- there's an alternate universe where he goes, Lex. Listen, I used to have powers until today. Okay. <laughs> Until today, Until I lost right them now. all. In town, Chloe is robbed of her computer bag, but as the thief is running away, he is stopped by Eric. Eric then shatters the thief's knife against his palm, throws it in a truck, returns the bag to Chloe. Chloe writes about it in the ledger, titling the story Superboy. Clark sees the story, thinks he will never get the powers back again, and it was a waste of keeping them a secret because Eric is receiving praise now. Isn't that I, I thought something? It, I thought it was really funny the way that they kept like poking Clark about the uh, the, the the title of the interview, and and he's like, "Well, I just I don't think it's that great." Like he just like yeah. had to play it off like he just downplays know, it. <laughs> eh, yeah. Super, I don't know. <laughs> Clark and Pete play pickup basketball and lose badly. However, Clark is happy afterwards, showing how much he is enjoying normalcy and humanity. I thought that was a really nice moment. Just yeah, to be there's able that, to play there's sports. that little beat where Clark falls down, he hits his elbow, and he kind of smiles. And you know, at the end, Pete's like, "Why are you smiling for? We lost." You know, it's kind of yeah, it was big, it was cool. Picture. Yeah. It was cool. It's like you get to experience what other kids experience. You can't play sports because you're going to hurt someone. And in this moment, you have the freedom to be a kid, to be yeah. a teenage boy. It's really nice. Wait, Tom, how's your jump shot? Is it still intact? Not, not bad. I, I was watching it and, I, you know, my follow through was pretty good on camera, but then they would always cut to the rim. And it was never, at least I didn't catch a shot where I actually, you saw me do anything. But, you know, whether it's the football or the basketball or some other things we did, it was always so much fun to do the idea of like, oh, we're going to shoot a basketball scene. This is going to be great. But the reality is everything is so chopped up because you're, you're doing it for camera. You never really get any flow at all. Um, but, you know, it's it's acting for camera. That's what it is. This episode is sponsored by Better Help. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had, and I'm not – I'm going to name drop, but I, went, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued. And I put these on the grill and I don't know what it was, but Good Shop completely sold me. 
Uh, you can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to be say. Yeah, it's. Uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Chop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. In Metropolis, Lex meets the Hardwicks, Victoria and her father. Mr. Hardwick just cracked me up. Hey, Lex. <laughs> well, it looks like this. Your father. <laughs> wow. She looks nothing like her father. Oh, what, my oh, gosh. That accent. <laughs> the fucking Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. I, looked, I mean, I, I had to look it up. I was like, that is a terrible accent. He's Canadian. He's not so, English. He's not English at all. And I had to make sure. But yeah. That was something. That yeah. was he was a really nice could, guy. I remember uh, he was a little nervous. Uh, I don't remember too much about him, but I remember doing that scene. I remember being up there and kind of having this, you know, playing this kind of game with them, you know, uh, that Lex does that kind of cat and mouse thing. But uh, he was nice. <laughs> I just it remember. is it is funny sometimes when when you're doing a scene with somebody, especially if you don't know them. And there's rehearsals and everything else. And then you go to shoot one and someone does something and you just kind of go, oh, that's what you're going to do. Oh, oh, okay. That's what you're going to do? That's All what right. you're going to do. All right. In Metropolis, Lex meets the Hardwicks, Victoria and her father, to learn they aren't going to use him to take over Luther Corp anymore and will attempt to purchase it on their own after the profits received from the acquisition of Cadmus Labs. Yeah. Lex, huh? They burnt Lex, at least for now. Clark meets Lana at the Talon, a rundown theater, and reminisces on a story of her parents meeting there. She goes on to express how upset she is that Aunt Nell is selling it. I mean, I thought she was a little hard on Aunt Nell. I mean, <laughs> Aunt Nell's just doing everything possible to help Lana in her future. Yeah, I got to take over from your parents <laughs> who died and raise you, you little beyond. That's a lot of responsibility. It's like, hey, I got to do what I got to do. I'm an adult here. Shut up. Eric arrives to his parents at home, but instead of celebrating his new powers, they tell him they've planned a doctor's appointment to have him studied. Upset, he super speeds away. Yeah. 
Back at school, Eric picks a fight with Brent, a jock whose girlfriend, Holly, he asked out in front of him. Clark intervenes, but is thrown into a car, sending him to the hospital. I thought this fight scene was pretty epic. Him tossing that car like it was nothing and throwing you on the top of the car. I also like, I I don't want to go without saying, like, um, Sean, like, I've now had nine episodes of figuring out these powers or how it works with the camera and, like, how to move your body to throw something that, really doesn't weigh anything but it's supposed to look like sean just like jumps right in whether it's blocking the knife whether it's throwing the car the punching he just like jumped right into it i don't remember if there was any even conversation i think he's he always seemed to bring a little something to the character he's very focused and and one of the nicest guys in the world yeah but i mean think about it he he literally had to play superman like that day yeah he had to just pick Um, it up and go with it yeah, so uh, kudos to him. Yeah, I think he did a great job in this episode. Can't say enough about a lot of the guest stars. You know, um, it's a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing to come on a set and just go. And yeah. especially when this, your surroundings are people that have been doing this for a while. And yeah. uh, to jump in is is nerve-wracking. You want to be good. You want to fit in. It's a hit show at this point. It's yeah. a lot of pressure, man. He really nailed it. Yeah, I think, what, I think we talked about this earlier, but... Um, at the beginning with the pilot in the first couple episodes, the show wasn't out yet. Um, people didn't know what, what it was. And then when it, I think by this time, the show was probably aired and already, like you said, a hit. And so now you're coming in a show that not only is you don't know what's going on, but it's, it's, a, it's a successful show. Which yep. is another added level. It's everything you just said, It really. I'm just repeating. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Lex shows up to the hospital, apologized for questioning Clark. And later, Lex flips the table on the Hardwicks who have just discovered Cadmus Labs as worthless. <laughs> and that company will likely be acquired now by the Luthers. I love the fact, I love how she, at the end of this scene, is like, how could you do this to me, Lex? <laughs> She's been trying to, <laughs> to ram you the whole time. You know, uh, and to take advantage of you. And here she is like, poor me, victim. Like, what? Still her. Clark decides to confront Eric. Understanding his weakness, Meteor rocks. He intends to use Lana's necklace to take him down. Clark finds him at the Smallville Dam trying to get rid of his powers. Clark is attacked by Eric, who is now power hungry and unwilling to take his help. Eric attempts to hit Clark with a live wire, coursing with electricity. Is that right? Coursing? who meets him halfway with Lana's kryptonite necklace, causing the powers to once again transfer between the two. Now, I thought, of Ooh. course, this was a little happened a little fast. It was like, oh, they happen to be at this. Oh, the power plant's right there. They uh, like, oh, the electricity. And But, I mean, he had to get his powers back, and he just kind of gave in and just said, all right. Well, I also, and there's a, there's a quick little scene in the loft where Clark asks to borrow Lana's necklace, which is <laughs> like the weirdest little thing. And she's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, and he's like, I, I promise I'll get this back to you. And she's like, okay, you're acting weird. And he goes, goodbye, Lana. And she's like, huh? Like it was very, it was a little bit, it was a little bit weird, awkward. but it, I, it didn't bother me too much. Yeah. You know, I like that. She was just willing without any questions. Just here. Yes. If you're, you know, I like, I like that. Jonathan has a nice heart to heart with Clark about getting the powers back. And Clark says the two best gifts he has are his parents. Nixon visits Lex again. And Lex says, He's putting the crash behind him now. Then Roger shares a disgusting picture <laughs> of Lionel Luther with Victoria getting intimate, assuming that Lionel was behind her involvement the entire time. It shows you the uh, the darkness that Lex it, had and it, to But it's also succumb. like, it was just creepy because 
I don't understand the thread of Lionel sleeping with her. I, 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 it, the thread doesn't actually come all the way through. It's just really creepy idea. It's just like she was she was trying to take over the company, and I guess she was doing whatever she could, sleeping with whoever she could to get information. But I, I don't know. It just it, it was too much. It was a little awkward. Yeah. It was a little awkward. I didn't really. I mean, Lex could have slept with her dad. Oh. Just, Hello, governor. <laughs> Hello, governor. Hello, Lex. <laughs> Tell your dad. Can I pour you a drink? I didn't wear a rubber. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh man. You know what about what about Lex dropping that bomb on her? By the way, your dad was great. (laughs) How gross is it though to think that Lex was with the same woman as his father? I mean, I'm uncomfortable talking about this right now. I am. Let's stop. Stop it. Stop it. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Interesting things of note. This is the first time the Talon is seen on the show. This is yep. the final appearance of Kelly Brook as Victoria Hardwick. By the way, the smack, as oh, Ryan yeah. uh, was telling me a second ago, I remember she smacked me good. I mean, you could see, I think we did two takes. There's a red mark on my face that kind of wouldn't go away. I, I remember seeing it. I and, have a feeling you were like, just hit me. Yeah. And she was and she was probably like, what? And you're like, just do it. Let's not talk about it. Just when you slap me, slap me. I bet that's, I can see you yeah. saying that. Yeah, I did do that. And uh, she hit me twice. <laughs> and uh, I thought we got on the first take, and I was disappointed when we didn't. <laughs> Eric Summers was portrayed by Sean Ashmore. Sean's identical twin brother, Aaron, was chosen to play Jimmy Olsen season six to eight. Yes, Aaron. What? Yes, it was Aaron. Sean was on um, uh, X-Men. Right. He's a twin brother? He's a twin brother. That's what I'm saying. It was Aaron. So this is awkward because I'm pretty sure that I called... Aaron, Sean, yes. for it looks like two years. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Uh, but yes, Jimmy Olsen, Aaron Ashmore, which we'll see more of him or some of him down the road. John Glover someone provides who, someone who looks exactly like him. Yeah. 
John Glover provides an uncredited voice and picture cameo at the end of this episode. The episode begins oh. with a geology field trip. In the comics, Pete Ross was a geologist as an adult. Oh, I didn't know that. All right, so highlights. Um, I think the, the whole episode was pretty strong. I like the scenes with Clark and Lex. I like the scenes with uh, Jonathan Kent, Martha Kent, and Clark. Um, really touching. Um, I thought uh, Eric did a great job. Sean Ashmore throwing the car and all the stuff that he did with his parents. And, and uh, you know, I wish the father wasn't as mean, but I guess he had to be sort of. But overall, I thought this was a good episode. It was very entertaining. Tom? Yeah, I think it was great. I think I, I love the idea of, you know, seeing Clark with his powers. You know, it obviously reminded me of in the Superman movies when uh, and, and I kind of wish this this had happened a little bit, but I understand why it didn't where, you know, Superman, he's in the diner and has powers, and then goes back and doesn't and he gets beat up. But then he comes back with abilities and confronts the bully. I mean, that just probably would have been a completely different episode than this. But, you know, power in the wrong hands. That's what this episode's about. Brian? I really liked this one. I thought it was like nice and layered. Uh, the idea of Clark losing his superpowers, and um, yeah, like it it um, it highlights the the good relationship he has with his parents. Yeah. Um, and who he is as a as a person. Mm -hmm. um, I th yeah, I thought the scenes with Lex and, and Clark were interesting. Um, I do want to shout out the the DP, the director of photography. Of this one, I don't know who it was, but there was some interesting stuff going on this entire episode. Like the ca the camera was doing some really interesting things. Like there was. I wonder some, if it uh, was. I like, wonder if it was Glenn getting getting. It freedom. probably was Glenn Winter, most likely. It, there was a lot more movement, um, and then um, I will say, um, you know, we love Greg Beeman. Greg, as a director, has that as well. So I think that we might be just seeing somebody that maybe two people getting freed up a little bit in their Beeman directed it, right? Yeah, Beeman directed oh, it. Oh, it's mostly Beeman. Beeman moves that camera. He wants that camera yeah. moving. Well, there, there was one one scene was in one shot. Did you guys notice that? The where you um where Clark and John are, are talking about like Clark is like coming to terms with like what it's like to work on the farm and losing his powers. The camera yeah. just goes all the way around and there's a cow in the shot too. And like the sun is like set perfectly, like it's like perfect magic hour. And the camera just goes around and you guys just have one conversation. There's a cow in the shot. And well, then, and here's the here's the funny thing about those kind of scenes. There's a whole different kind of pressure because not only is it all one shot, right? But now the sun's going down. And like John yeah. talked about the horse. Everybody's like, okay, the sun's ready. Everybody now go. <laughs> and you're like, uh, okay, in the scene. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of choreography and handing off of dialogue, which again, this is very early for me in my career. I'm sort of just following John and John's, you know, would see like, well, if you go here, I'll go here. And I was just sort of watching him orchestrate this all. And, and Greg has a great eye for it. And these, these, these wonders were always a little, there was, they were always exciting, especially when you have two or three people moving around. Uh, it's yeah. It's he he added stuff. to the show for sure. We have a <laughs> special guest now, folks, Jonathan Kent, our own John Schneider is calling in. We got a zoom here, John I Schneider. Just this on. I just drove from Indiana. Okay, that's my. I'm not I grew on the up. side of the road. I was going to be on the side of the road, but I drove back to see my lovely bride, and uh, and I am just just got home. Nice. <laughs> yes, sir. I had my had my drink waiting for me and my smile waiting for me, uh, and then my alarm went off because I got to talk to you two clowns. <laughs> <laughs> Schneidy, how the hell are you? I'm yeah. I'm I'm terrific. I'm terrific. Thanks for the comment on the trailer. It's pretty cool. What's up, Tom? Hey, how are you, Dad? 
<laughs> you know, we talk, we talk, I'm good, son. I'm we, good. uh, we talk about you very often on this podcast. Often. So it, obviously it's great to see you. It's great to have you here. Michael told me that, you know, uh, we're, we'd love to have you back multiple times because I could talk to you all day about a million things and the time we spent together. So I would love that. I would love that. You know, I miss, uh, I miss the time we spent there. I'm, I'm seeing a, it's probably because of this podcast, but I'm seeing a, uh, a resurgence in Smallville interest, at least with regard to, uh, to my experience there. Um, so I think it's fantastic. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a shining light. It's going to sound corny, but you know me, I'm a little corny. It's a (laughs) shining light in all of certainly Warner brothers television history. And, uh, I do believe that Smallville was responsible for starting this whole or authenticating this whole superhero craze. Absolutely. I think, I think Smallville was the first, really, truly the first show that got it all right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, we 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 all see each other at these conventions, not often enough. And a lot of the time people talk about watching the show with their dad, with their mom, with their family. It was, you know, some people are like, this is the only time our family got together. And a lot of times it comes up that Jonathan Kent and the family and the Kents and Martha and and how that set such a tone. And and I tell everybody and I'll say it again. You were a big part of that. I remember being on set and you at times would would sort of stand up for your character and this and this uh status quo that you wanted to have for your character in the Kents. And I think that I was able to just follow you down that road. Um <laughs> and I and I think you see that a lot in in the episodes. You see Clark being a son and Jonathan being a dad. I mean, we just I know I'm talking a lot because I'm so excited to see you, but we just I we just watched an episode where Clark is breaking um he's chopping wood with his hand. And <laughs> And, you, you know, it was a fun gag. And I remember, you, right. you know, you obviously come in and you say, you know, Clark, we need firewood, not not twigs and splinters, whatever. Yeah, not, not, There's not something that happens at the end of that scene where Clark is sort of sent off to stop feeling sorry for himself. And there's a wide shot and Jonathan turns around and starts on the wood and, you know, starts doing it. He keeps himself active. And that was something you always did. You were always active because you told me people are active. People don't sit still. And uh, anyway, just one of the many things I got from you. Well, thank you. Thank you. There's a. um... Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real world results. That's SAP Business AI. I'm going to add to that a little bit since we're already going here. Uh, there's a there's a tendency in series television uh, for every character that's in the episode to be totally in, involved in whatever the lead character is doing. Uh, and I think you'll remember I called it Dr. Quinning it. I, I refuse yeah. to Dr. Quinn it. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason for the for for Orson Bean, whose character owns the mercantile, 
to have any idea or any notion or really care at all about Michaela's problems. So folks who are watching this, you'll, you'll notice what one of the things Tom is talking about is every time he would come home from school, the script would indicate that, you know, we were waiting there to see how his day was. And I said, what, what planet do you live on? I don't care how his day was. I've got cows to feed, right? I've got cows to feed. So when you follow that through, folks who are watching this, who are in the, in the acting profession, when you follow that through, if I, I made it so when Jonathan came in to talk to Clark, the audience knew that he had interrupted something I was already doing, which added importance to it, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so um, and, and, and it was as simple as, as uh, taking off my gloves when I came in the door and saying, hey, hey, Clark, what's, you know, how, what's going on? And grabbing a cup of coffee and, you know, uh, and refusing to Dr. Quinn it, where everybody is like, oh my gosh, yeah. Michaela, what's happening? Is the water tainted? You know, right. you know yeah, you know, <laughs> even in, in that show, and I love that show. I know we got Dr. Quinn fans there here too, but but uh, it was kind of like watching chess. It's like watching somebody else play chess. Yeah. Not a lot of fun. You know, and I and I think, Michael, you innately had a little bit of that on, on your side as well for Lex. Um, I, I feel like I'm a moderator right now because I'm talking so much, but I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But Lex was always busy. He always had something else happening beyond just yeah. what was. I find it to be more interesting, right? Have yeah. something to do. And like, you know, I learned a lot of things from John, from you and from John Glover. And, you know. Oh, gosh, John Glover. He was so wonderful. He was so wonderful. So wonderful. But Schneidy, what was, uh, you know, in brief, what was your time like on Smallville? Honestly, what do you remember? What's your biggest memory? What do you get from that show that you always take with you? <laughs> Positive memories, positive memories. There could be positive any, memories. There could well, be any memories. memories. Certainly, what a what a goofball you were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all course. the time, of all course. the time. So yeah. much, uh, so much fun to uh, to work around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I enjoyed the uh, you know I enjoyed working with you, Tom, a lot because because you were brand new. Oh, yeah, you were brand new, and I, in many regards, I got to become who Denver Pyle was for me in my life, my uncle Jesse on, on Dukes of Hazzard. Um, and you were, you were, uh, uh, you welcomed that. Well, you, you were Bo Duke. Well, yeah, but so <laughs> I, what? I mean, no, but, that, no, but to me, a, to me, I mean, you knew what you were doing. So I was like, whatever you want to, I'm going to follow you. <laughs> yeah. Well, but uh, apparently you don't know how rare that is. Oh. Not that I knew what I was doing, but that you cared to follow it, that you cared to ask for advice. So that and, and I, I was not someone that was that, that would ask for advice. But when Denver Pyle, when I met Denver Pyle, I knew this was someone that that uh, that cared for me. I care for you. I cared. For, I, I still do. Yeah, but um, it was I mean, we went through a lot, folks. We were together the third episode. We were filming the third episode of Smallville. On September 11th, 2001. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So we the, went were, through yeah. a we went through a world changing experience while we were doing that show in the in the third episode. Not talking about the hundredth episode or way down the road. The third episode, which yeah. which hot, could hot have head. and probably hot should head. have destroyed it, but it made it better. It it yeah. brought us together. Yeah. That's for sure. I also, I also recall, you know, the idea of following and 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 leadership. I I remember, I would be. I felt like I could always ask you questions, and you wouldn't 
you wouldn't always answer the question. It, it, you would you would go well, and they, but you you'd say something, but it wasn't a direct answer. But it was always <laughs> something to guide me to sort of make me come up with it on my own. It was very fatherly, very mentorship wise. It, it wasn't just like, hey, you know, is it going to rain today? It was like, well. Let me let's talk about how we figure that out together. You let's know that kind of stuff. Well, I'm so glad you remember. That's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's one that I remember. I, mean, I want to see the look on your face when I say this. Oh, be the horse. Oh yeah. <laughs> we did an episode where there was a horse. Yeah. And we all waited for the horse. We waited for the horse's trainer. Everyone was quiet when the horse came on set. And everyone worshipped the horse because the horse could just run off at any moment. <laughs> so I said, there's a lesson in what that horse is doing. You know, that horse <laughs> is running this whole show. Yeah. And I think when I came back later in, in, uh, in season 10, I saw that you, and this is, a, this is a compliment, by the way. I saw that you had become the horse. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're problematic. It means right. you, are, you are respected. You are listened to. And in, in many regards, you you were revered uh, because of your tremendous schedule. I mean, the schedule that you kept on that show uh, uh, was was unbelievable. And I think we talked about that as well. Talked about how uh, how physically taxing this was going to be because you were you were much older when you started Smallville than I was when I started Dukes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I and I didn't know any better, and you know. I know that the, you were very much responsible for even just getting them to, to have someone pick me up. You got the cast together to sign oh my a waiver. Gosh, yeah. Like that, well, that were, just seems were, we like driving all the way out to Alderboro. Yeah. I remember we did that. We, we wrote a letter. Remember Schneider, you, you uh, spearheaded yeah. the whole thing. Well, well, I remember a time, uh, uh, when, when, uh, one of the powers I'm going to say it, when Peter Roth was basically afraid of you, and I said, what, what, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, I said, no, just get, just sit down and talk to him. My gosh, this is a great guy. You're a great uh -oh. guy. I've known Tom at that point. I've known, I knew you for like a couple of months and I'd known Peter Roth for years. And I said, just come and sit down and talk to each other. You know, there's something, something is, is missing. Someone is probably in the middle of this yeah. that is benefiting from your uh, lack of communication. And uh, then I think you and Peter sat down and everything was just fine from that point on. Yeah. And, and, and because of that, I didn't know you had done that. Thank you. Because of that, I was always <laughs> able, I was always able to call Peter Whoops. anytime at, at any moment. Be, and, yeah. and it, and it wasn't like I bugged him, but this is, by the way, if people don't know, this is the head of the, of the television studio. Yeah. Um, we didn't yes, get head along. of Warner Brothers television. Yeah. So, we, we didn't get along. Tom, Tom and him got along, but. Well, I got along with him. He's you fine. had different. Yeah. We had a little bit of a spat. We had different issues, but I did feel because of that first sit down, I could always just call him. And well, it was, it was because of the putting putting our putting our collective foot down, which was basically yours. The the story that got back to Peter was that that you wanted a driver or something. No. And it was all about you, I mean, working 12 hours a day. You drove yeah. for an hour to get there. You worked for 12 hours. You had to drive an hour home. And I said, yeah. Peter, this, this guy is going to wind up a, a fatality on the side of a road yeah. in Canada. Yeah. And Seriously. you don't want that to happen. He said, what, what? I said, it's not he's demanding a driver. It's that it's unsafe. Yeah. for him to to be doing this mm -hmm. you in know fact, he shows up to work it's dark <laughs> he goes home it's dark 
Somebody, somebody is not caring for the health and well-being of your lead character. In, and, so, and talk about horses, you got to protect your horse at that point. You do. Yeah, that's true. You protect that horse. You do. You can't. You can't beat your plow animal. <laughs> this probably it probably it probably happened more than once. I just want to tell a quick story. There was one time that we were at the Kent Farm and it was dark, and I had to drive back to the studio. And I remember you were like, "You're going to follow me in my car, right. and I'm going to take you back to the studio." And I think that was maybe the linchpin for you, perhaps. Where then it was like this has got to change. We can't be doing. Yeah. Oh, it was it was terribly unsafe, and that was again, folks who are watching. That was in the first year. Yeah. Smallville ran for ten years. Yeah. And uh, the the circumstances around how they were they were uh, Smallville was very expensive. Okay. The pilot of Smallville was was at that point I think the most expensive pilot ever made. I know certainly in the history of the WB, but quite possibly in the history of television. Period. Yeah. Okay. So, so this was a very, uh, this was a very valuable asset that Warner Brothers had, and it was doing really, really well. And the folks in, the folks in production, their job is to not spend as little, but be as frugal as they can be, and then they report back to the folks in uh, in California. So there was a disconnect there, and and uh, I didn't, I, I did, don't mean to toot my own horn, but I didn't realize you didn't know that. I put that meeting together, but I, <laughs> but it was for your own safety and for the good of the show. Schneider. So um, I yeah. will, I will, you know, we want you back. So you have to promise us that you're going to come back because we want to talk to you about all sorts of episodes down the road and the episode where you Absolutely. die, where you die. So we definitely want to have you cause we're going to do all the seasons. So and talisman, I want to talk about talisman and why, that was the only one I directed. Yes, we will get to that, and you'll be our guest for that episode as well. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Don't say anything. You guys I'm really want to hear that. Watch to Die For. I showed uh, – Tom, did you see the trailer to To Die For yet? No, I will tonight. Send it to him. Right after this. Yeah. Send it to him. It's about somebody who's uh, not only willing but uh, anxious to die for his flag in his front yard. You know me, folks. I'm, I'm intensely patriotic. You so, are. Uh, we have you a are. movie called To Die For. It comes out October 20th. And it truly is for truth, justice, and the American way. Guys, check that out. Nice. Check out Schneidy's new movie. It looks really good. Um, Schneidy, also, we're doing right now, we're covering this episode. It's called Leech. It's the one where Tom and this kid are struck by lightning and they switch powers. And Tom is more humanized. He's now a real child, like a, a normal kid. Do you remember that episode? Early on, he's a part. It's it's very early he on. Lost his power because of the red kryptonite. That was later. This one, to just to jog your memory, the the important takeaway, which I think Michael's leading up to, is Clark goes home and he doesn't have his powers anymore, and he's afraid his parents aren't going to love him anymore. Oh and John, yeah, and, and yes, Jonathan I has this. That. Jonathan has and this it, great thing of like, you know, chances lightning doesn't strike twice. Chances are you're not going to get your powers back, and we still love you. And you right, and we yeah. don't love you because of because of your special abilities. We yes. love you because of who you are. You're there not you who you're not what you can do. You are who you are. Oh, that was that was a wonderful uh, underlying message in all of Smallville, uh, and that one in particular. That was great. Um, people talk to me about. Uh, well, we don't want to. I don't get off topic there, but um, you'll remember that that uh, that my son. My real son at the time is still my son, but at the time he was probably 14, 15 years old and he's on the uh, on the autism spectrum. So I had a I had a, a notion that Clark Kent, my my adopted son, which Chasen is my adopted son, is uh, is someone who has 
uh, uh, not special needs, but special. You you are special in a great way. Uh, you are in in very in many regards. Clark Kent to John Schneider was a special needs child that needed to be nurtured and needed to take those take those abilities and turn them into something good. Yeah. And if you if you know that this child is going to be Superman, which was the trickiest part. I don't know if you've, you've jumped into this, but the trickiest part for the Kent side, not the Luther side, but the Kent side of the, well, probably the Luther side too, was that we had to forget that there was no such thing as Superman. Mm-hmm. We didn't know Clark was going to be Superman. Lex didn't know that that Lex Luther and Clark Kent or Superman were going to be rivals in the future. So we had to figure out how to channel our son's special needs into special abilities. Yeah. And what is a special need? Remember the time you got upset and you threw the tractor over the barn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's cute and fun in television. But if you make that real, which I think we all did a wonderful job in Smallville of making all of that real, um, that's a problem. Yeah. You've got a you've got a, a hormone raging sixteen year old <laughs> who can throw a tractor over the barn. You need to channel that in some way. Yeah. And yeah. Alan Miles did such a wonderful job uh, indicating that with my refusal to let you play football. Yeah, yeah, I like you know? that. That was a good well, episode. I, always, we did I, I felt, and especially watching this episode because it, it it comes to light. I I always felt that the that Jonathan and Martha spoke to Clark's heart, not to his head. And not to his physical abilities. It was like it was getting into the soul choices, and I felt like that was the connection that that resonated. Um, and it worked on set. <laughs> you know what I mean? With everything going oh, yeah. around, and it was just like, hey, listen, we're gonna focus here. And it shows it was, you. It shows yeah. you like if you have the right parents to raise you, good people raising you. You know, you become a, a certain person. Like you know, obviously, Lex becomes yeah, but, who he becomes. He doesn't have, have the best. Well, there was, there, there's been uh, people have. have uh, pontificated on what if the Kents had found Lex after the after the uh after the uh meteor shower. shower. Not the tornado, my gosh, yeah, the meteor shower. <laughs> what if what if Lionel had raised Clark? Oh yeah. man, it would know, be what if hell. we had raised what if we had raised Lex? You know what? And we talked about that in one episode. Schneidy, we love you. We love you coming on here. We're going to bring you back as many times as you'll you'll come on. And we really appreciate you taking the time. Give the wifey a big kiss for me. Thank you for allowing me to come to your house, keeping my car at your house while I was filming, letting me drive in the General Lee. That big old boat. It was great. I think I'm going to do somebody. I do a thing about Dukes called I Know I Was There. I think I'm going to do something like this. No competition. But I think I'm going to do something (laughs) like this on my Facebook page where people can ask uh, Smallville questions and I could because you know really truly I was not there that much right you well know, the funny so, the, the uh, you funny know, when you turn the pool into or when that guy turned the pool into ice and when when <laughs> yep. the when the I mean you remember the episode on September 11th was the one where the sprinklers on the football field hothead, hothead. we covered that hothead. one we're already yeah. at past that episode we, we covered that yeah and you talked about that was September 11th, yep, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right, cool. Well, I want to talk. I want to do more of this. Gentlemen, I, I've appreciated every minute of this. I miss you oh. both tremendously. If you ever get to Louisiana, look me up. Absolutely. You've got my number. Come hang out. We've got Airbnb here. We've got places to f- plug in your motorhome or whatever oh, you so, want. So we so we <laughs> we got air so we have to we have to go on Airbnb to stay there? No, just call me. No. <laughs> All right, we no, love you, Schneider. Here. It's fun. Take care, buddy. 
We love Thank you. Thank you, John. Be good, gentlemen. Love you. It was great, great seeing you both. See you great soon. Hello, we love hair, you. Michael. Look, my hair's longer, shorter than yours. It looks good, though. You look handsome. Oh, I feel like James Bond. <laughs> you know, we one of the one of the quick things that Michael and I talk about is we're both older now than you were when you were on Smallville. <laughs> and we'll leave you wow. on that. We'll leave you Isn't on that. that. How old are you? How old are you, Tom? I'm 45, and I'm 50. You believe that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 60. How old is John Glover? Oh, 70s, he's 70. Ageless. <laughs> yeah. But I, I could not. I don't think I could have played Jonathan Kent the way like i had no life ex you had so much life john experience. has just a maturity you know, to like, him. he has yeah. a stature he has this you know grandiose he's got this you know this he just walks into a room and he owns it so that's yeah, why oh, it works bless your heart we love you we'll see you later bless your heart love you back thank you it was great catching up with you i will see you down the smallville trail hell oh, yes thanks, everybody bye johnny bye, bye thanks john all right back to it thank you john schneider we loved having you uh he'll be back don't worry he's going to talk about some other episodes there's a lot of episodes that he is uh could easily talk about talisman that he directed and why he didn't direct anymore he as he talked about briefly which i stopped because i want him to talk about then later and also when he when he dies when we, well, i hope i didn't give it away all right yeah. here we go this is the hotline, folks. Remember, 213-538-2883, 213-538-2883. We're going to listen to some messages. The first two messages are from our beloved patrons. Go to patreon.com slash talkville, become a patron, and support the show. Here we go. This is from Ray Harada. Hello, this is Ray in Japan, and I have a question about episode Leech. So when Clark and Jonathan were having a heart-to-heart -heart over their chores, the camera doesn't stop filming there's no cutscenes, and it does a complete 360 while filming are those type of shots difficult for actors to prepare for i would say uh i would say you need to know your lines especially in a one or you need to know your lines and your cues and uh they could be a little nerve-wracking for actors tom there's a lot of components which you just talked about one being in listening to this question you also have a camera operator who also has a focus puller and maybe a light you have five or six guys around the camera who are also moving counter clock, counter whatever to what you're doing. And you're supposed to not really uh, notice that they're there. And sometimes they step in cow shit or sometimes they fall or sometimes <laughs> something goes wrong. You know, you end up doing those things. They're called wonders, but you end up doing them 12 times. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's so many moving parts, but what it does is it brings an energy and a focus. And when you get them, there's the 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 feeling of success is almost never higher yeah and also oh, we don't have to shoot different angles and all this shit just one here we go this is raj our good friend raj has a question raj this better be good hey this is raj from accident maryland with a question about the episode leech lana shows up with her kryptonite necklace after not wearing it for a bunch of episodes so it felt maybe it was a little out of place i'm curious if you guys remember when this episode was filmed in relation to the others and if it actually did air out of its original order. Good question. I, I, I think I remember it was a gift from Whitney, but I don't remember when we, I don't know why I might even think that. I don't, I don't. I just think recall. it's a random thing. They're like, oh, the, oh, she'll have the necklace on this episode because it makes sense because Clark needs it. <laughs> this is <laughs> a piece of mean? the meteorite that killed your parents. Is that <laughs> what it is? I don't know. Uh, I think it's just random, Raj. I, I really believe that it just fit for the episode and she wears it sometimes and sometimes she doesn't wear it. And that's what people do with jewelry. I mean, could it have been written early, but they didn't want Clark to lose his powers 
sooner in the series. Well, like they also, wanted to wait eleven episodes. Well, he also well, had the, to have scenes pilot, with her. He didn't want to always it, wince around her. Yeah. But in the pilot, doesn't Clark fall because she's got the necklace? Yeah. Isn't that the whole thing in the yeah, pilot? Yeah, I mean it happens, but she doesn't always wear it, or you wouldn't you couldn't have any scenes with her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is uh Zach. Hey guys, this is Zach from Springfield, Missouri. I was calling in regards to Leech. I absolutely love this episode. I give it two roses. Um, I loved it because we got to see a contrast of Clark and what we've always wanted him to be, but we got to see how that played out. So my question was, was that fun to play a normal person um, and kind of be able to change your character? And was that difficult to change the character but be the same? Uh, it's always fun to play a different version of a character because as an actor, it just mixes things up and it gives you something to play. Um, it's, it, it, it's really boring when your character is just simply doing the same thing he just did um, because then you have to find a way to make it new. Um, I'd like to see Clark having to be a little hesitant, but at the same time, he wasn't a show off to begin with. That's why I like when they're talking about the headline and stuff and Clark's like, yeah, well, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's not that great. He's just like a humble sort of guy that way. And I think him caring about the other character and, and being like, you know, this isn't the answer. This isn't how you should operate with these powers, I think is is cool. Really quick, I'll just answer. Jacqueline had a question. Don't understand why both Ashmores were cast being twins. Well, we, you know, that's just the way it was. It's just the way it turned out. He turned out to be the best uh, Jimmy Olsen, Aaron, and Sean happened to be the best Eric for the job. And it was years later. And I, I don't know. I guess that's what happened. And now Tom uh, knows. Captain <laughs> calling the Neither, did, neither did we, Jacqueline. <laughs> neither did we. Uh, Nick wants to know, was the missed slam dunk intentional or accidental? Uh, I would have to imagine it was intentional. And <laughs> I don't we'll, recall. And we'll listen to Brian's uh, question really quick. Here we go. Hey, guys. This is Brian from Washington, D.C. I've just always been a little curious, though. So what exactly is it that's being transferred between Clark and Eric? Is it DNA? The fact that Eric is now vulnerable to kryptonite and Clark is not suggests to me that they've swapped DNA. But I never understood it. Regardless, it's a great episode. And if you have any insight on that, I'd appreciate it. God, you're smart. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, how the hell does that happen? Use your imagination. No idea. I, I just... Sorry. I don't know. That's a good question. I think lightning, the lightning, uh, some kind of energy just is switches the DNA in the two. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer for Ryan. I, I don't either. I wasn't thinking about it. I was, I was Does Clark for the have ride. DNA from another good question. DNA. You're a smart man. Um, all right. <clears throat> well, that's the hotline. We appreciate your calls. Uh, remember to call in. Uh, also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, Talkville Podcast is our handle. And Talkville Pod on Twitter. Um, also, go to patreon.com slash Talkville. Become a patron and support the show. And Rosenbaum rating. Uh, remember, three roses is the best. Two roses, one rose. A heater down the middle, neither here or there. One bomb, two bomb, three bomb. We'll go with Ryan first. Ryan, what do you give it? Uh, I agree with our friend Zach. I'm going to give it a two. Tom, what do you give it? I uh, I thought it was fun, but I'm going to give it one rose. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. <laughs> I just don't. Again, I think the criteria that I try to decide upon is like if I was going to show someone who'd never seen the show an episode of Smallville, I don't know if this would be the one I'd show them because it's it's about a character who doesn't have what the show's about. So I just, yeah. I'm going to give it one and a half because I just... I like the idea of Clark not having powers and how does he deal with this and the family dynamic and Lex is more involved and now it's starting to get a little dicey. Um, so I like the episode. I'm going to give it one and a half roses. 
Uh, so Ryan liked it the most. Uh, death and save count. How many people got saved? How many died? Zero dead in this episode. Eric injures so, people but yeah. does not kill them. So somebody's car got thrown through a roof. Did you see that? Yeah, that was badass, wasn't it? <laughs> when, just when Clark shows, yeah, he shows up to the scene of the crime after he's like, that is so much destruction. That, that is, is so mo- much destruction. Unnecessary. It's <laughs> just like the pans around. There's a car on the roof. One person like was at w- saved. At what point? At what point does like the national guard not get called out when right. cars are getting thrown? And <laughs> yeah, it's like we got some. We got King Kong on our hands here. Yeah. I mean, set design was real proud of themselves for that one though. One saved. Clark saves Eric from trying to off himself. Through twelve episodes, we have sixteen dead and twenty-two saved. Ryan's favorite scene. He's going to write down three scenes, and we will guess which one of his are the favorite. So yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, it was it was different, and there was a lot of layers to it. A lot of good needle drops. Yes. Uh, you're never going to, we're not really going to top uh, my friend Henry Church's out there with Hero, but. Uh, yeah. I will be your hero. Um, All right. Give us the three choices. So the three, um, well, for that reason, the, the basketball scene, that was a fun one. Just okay. the, I like a good sports scene. Some 41's Fat Lip. Good song. You guys don't know it, but it's a good one. That was d- that during the basketball? That was it. Okay. What uh, a good time to have a TV show! That melancholy music that was so prevalent during when the show like the, and like the, the yeah. pop punk uh, at its prime. Uh, that's one. Basketball is one. Uh, number two, I, I I really enjoyed that one that oneer with the cow. I thought that was a really cool scene, and uh, like the sun was just just so it was probably stressful to shoot, but uh, it looked great. That's two. Uh, and then three, uh, the your guys' scene when Lex comes to confront Clark about losing his powers. And uh, the whole dramatic irony. This is tough because he talked about number two in the episode. So it makes you think that it really, that really hit him. And that's the one. Love the way we overanalyze. <laughs> I don't I know think it's Ryan the basketball doesn't. scene. It's not the basketball scene. I oh, I think it's the Lex Clark thing because I know that he likes the big agenda stuff. But uh, I, I, I'm going to say basketball scene. I'm going to say basketball scene. You are. Go, yeah, because I, I don't know. I just think that- I'm going to go with. Because I know you're not going to say basketball, so this might give me the win. <laughs> I'm going to go with number two. I, that one is number two. Yeah! Because it was just... Because I hadn't seen that in this show yet. Like, there was like... The honor! Yeah, for, for technical reasons. I, I I mean, for I haven't seen, like, a technical display, and someone really wanted to show off their camera work. Yeah. And John was acting with a cow in the middle of it. I thought that was impressive. And I like what you guys were talking about. It was sort of like the theme of the episode. Clark was a human. There was a lot. It was like a minute, but it was All great. Right. I'm definitely ahead of Tom. I've gotten a few more than he has. That's for damn sure. I think uh, we've either tied. I think you're at least two or three. I've only won one. We've tied a lot. Yep. Or been wrong a lot, but I think you're two or three. Of, yeah, yeah, maybe Bryce will keep track. He's got to go back and listen. <laughs> He's like, fuck that. Uh, sorry for the F-bomb. Uh, that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you for the support and the love. We're doing every episode, as promised. So far, we're we're going as long as you're with us. Uh, stick around next week as we kick things off. Uh, we kick things in motion, and we talk about episode 13, Kinetic. And the secret actor who nobody knows is in it but yeah me. <laughs> can't wait to tell you about that let's de- and her and her yes. she knows she's, let's she take the discussion her. online let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials again at at talkville podcast or talkville pod on twitter and if you want to let us know your thoughts on other episodes in season one leave a voicemail over at 213-538-2883 and uh what was the sign off now we had uh, for, uh always remember talkville 
Always remember Smallville. <laughs> Always hold on to talk. Always hold. That's it. Always hold on to Smallville. <laughs> All right. Until next time, I'm Michael Rosenbaum. Tom Welling, thank you. I'm Ryan. I'm also here. Always <laughs> hold on to Smallville, folks. <laughs> we'll see you next week. You think we'd forget about you guys? No. We are reading now the top tier patrons, people. We love you. Thanks for joining Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash talkville to join to support the podcast in so many ways. You get your name shouted out, and it's part of a great community, so we really appreciate you. Is it shouted? Is that the shouted shouted out? Shouted out. We give a shout out. Shouted Shouted. out. We got time here. Here we go with those shout outs. Here we go. We love you. Thanks for becoming. Thanks for being a patron. Uh, Here we go. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M, Suzanne B, Leah S, and Little Lisa. Watch this. Tom T, Sophia, Betsy D, Liliana A. Those always mess me up. Abhi P, that's a new one. No. Chris F, Kimberly E, Jeremy V, Michael H, Ra, Ray. Ray, 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 Ray H, Karen M, Danielle B, 99 more. Lalani N, Catherine P, Brett G, Super Sam, always hold on to Smallville, Jeff E, Estevan G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, Just JTR, Kimberly L, Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Justin S. Eric W, Tom N, Tony V, Rodolfo V, Jason W, Osama A, Nancy D, Bree, Brian G, Megan H, Artoon K, Justin T, and Lucy O, Grape Jelly 817. Can't forget that. Uh, I think that's a new one. Uh, no, they've been there. Grape yeah. Jelly's been around, just like uh, <laughs> Osama and. Uh, Somebody Strawberry else said. Uh, Jeremy G, Anna M, Amanda R, Royal K, Teddy One Two Seven, Michael P, Ryan R, Grumpyitis. I always love it when you say that one. Thank you. Jordan M, Hillary B, Matt S, The Blur with a three, Craig G, Christy R, Holly, Anna, Karen P, Derek G, Jorel, my dad. Richard S, Heather and Greg, Nico P, Chase and Ramona, Brian H. I'm going to bring it all the way home. Kelsey T, Jason M, DJC, Georgina B, Eric K, Kevin E, Craig, Ashley Ryan, Nanine W, Stephanie K, Aaron K. Darth A, Richard R, Finky, Kenny S, Sydney S, Tito G, and Mickey C. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. It's a joy to read your names and uh, keep supporting us. Join Patreon, patreon.com slash talkville. We'll see you around. Tom, good seeing you. We'll see these guys next week. Later. Later, dude.